Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's morning here. It's a Saturday morning for us where we are today. We are, as usual, traveling down the road, doing another podcast. If you hear a little bit of road noise in the background, we're sorry about that. Um, welcome to the podcast, the 3BY podcast, Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You. And we're here today to talk about gardening. Beans, baby. Beans. And you. And you. We're gardening and you. I'm going to let Spice take the lead on a lot of the gardening stuff because, frankly, she is the gardener in the family who learned a lot of what she knows from her mother, who was a self-sufficiency gardener by need more (laughs) than by choice. Even though she did like to garden, I think the fact that she had a very limited income and about a dozen people to feed in the household. Uh, Spice is from a big family. She's one of one of many arrows in the quiver. <laughs> I will let you let her tell you about uh, how she was raised in gardening and, and what she learned from from her mom and dad. Okay, we had lots of kids in the house, lots of hungry kids, one income. So growing the garden was a big part of what we did to help supply ourselves. It was just a fact of life that you were going to be spending time in the garden in the summer. And when you think about gardening, it does take some effort. So the first thing to think about is, why bother? And there are actually lots of reasons for that, both in beans and in you. One, saves you money now. I put in maybe $100 worth of stuff, $150 worth of stuff in the spring, including some perennial trees that'll probably last me 20 or 30 years. Probably outlast me, to be honest with you. And I get more than $1,000 worth of uh, organic produce out of it every year, easily. Another reason? Quality. Because it's flatly a lot better than you're going to get in the stores. Stuff you buy in the stores, it is bred to be stable, to be shipped, to last a long time. And to be grown and picked easily by mechanical things, because that's what the grocers need to do. You grow different varieties at home, and frankly, they're a heck of a lot more flavorful. One of the key aspects of of store-bought food is it's bred to look good in the package. You know, and, and looking good in the package doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the best tasting. It just looks like it's the best tasting. Um, anybody who eats uh, farm fresh produce knows exactly what we're talking about. It's just so much, so much more uh, flavorful and good for you. Call me a snob because I can hardly even eat store-bought tomatoes. I don't eat store-bought tomatoes because they're just not up to snuff of what I call a tomato. Which brings me to the you part of it. Because gardening is also good for you in the long term. Because if vegetables are tasty, you eat a heck of a lot more of them. And when fruits are readily available and tasty and fresh, you eat a whole lot more of them. Many people don't eat as much fruits and vegetables as we as would be good for them, and it's so much easier to do if all you got to do is go out and spend two minutes picking something, and it's wonderful. I have to chuckle because sometimes uh, she'll bring in, uh, a, she'll go out in the garden in an evening, and, and pick a, a big, huge bowl full of stuff. And uh, she'll come in and she'll have like two or three of her little favorite berries or little beef, those uh, cherry tomatoes. And I'm like, 
Well, I could have swore we had a lot more cherry tomatoes than than uh, what's in that bowl. Uh, I, I could have swore we had a lot more of them ripe. And she, Maybe like, they got lost. Her mouth is just bulging out like a chipmunk. Sun-warmed is the best, got to tell you. Sun-warmed, yeah. And if you grow them organically... And you live in a clean environment, which we do. We don't happen to live in a city with pollution. We live out in the country. Um, you just pick them right off the vine and go. Is it ready to go? Yeah, I wouldn't do that if I lived in downtown Detroit, honestly. I wouldn't. Hmm. Just because of all the contamination in the air. But where we live, the air quality is extremely good. So, yeah, just pick it and go. And, uh, and if you grew them organically, you know what's in there. You... Um, you feel good about it. Now, we do try to grow everything organically. Um, in fact, we pretty much grow everything organically, which leads us to a few problems. We have, uh, there are some plants that, that uh, she's planted year after year trying various different organic remedies to keep the insects off. And it's some plants just, we've, we've not found a way to do it. That, that zucchini. just don't work. Zucchini. I have trouble with zucchini. If you're, we're in an area that has a, a lot of people garden. Okay, we're in the country. Um, we're surrounded by a lot of uh, uh, Mennonite families. We're surrounded by a lot of Amish families. So there are uh, our our farmers market really actually is a farmers market, and there's a ton of stuff available. In fact, zucchini is one of the things that we'll come into. I'll, I'll go to work in the morning, and the office. I, the employee entrance opens right into the kitchen, and on the kitchen table there will be bags of fresh produce from people in my office who also garden. This is their extra, and they're trying to, and very often they'll have zucchini in it. So we know zucchini grows like crazy in our area, but apparently not necessarily organic zucchini. Yeah, so the zucchini come home with me, and I send him back with other things that I have in excess to put on the table. Those cherry tomatoes don't last very long out there on the table either. (laughs) It brings up one of the recurring themes of the podcast and the 3BY idea in general that is a good time to reinforce here. Skill development. Absolutely. Skill development is huge. Although I gardened a lot as a kid, I was a worker bee. I would be told what to do. I would do it. I wasn't paying particular attention to exactly how it was done. When I wanted to grow my own garden, because I remembered how the vegetables tasted, at first I was hesitant, because I really didn't know how to do it myself. But finally I decided, what's the worst that can happen? Stuff dies, and I buy stuff from the store anyway. So I just started trying things. And a lot of things failed, and some things worked. And the next year, more things worked, and a few things failed. Learn a little bit every year, get a little bit better at it every year. Some things work great every year. So it is a work in progress. You can certainly go out and buy some of these garden-in-a-box things and put them in your freezer in case the end of the world as we know it comes. But if you don't know what to do with tomato seeds, you are not going to have tomatoes from that box. I can almost guarantee it. You're going to have real problems with it. you got to know how to do it, and the best way to learn how to do it is to try it. And sometimes you have happy accidents. We have had happy accidents here and there. And sometimes you have things that you do, you think you do everything right, and it just doesn't work. I'll tell you about a happy accident we had years and years and years ago. 
we uh, put in a she put in her garden, which at the time was small. I mean, it was just a it was a traditional style garden, but it was I don't, I don't want to give the dimensions because I don't know what they are, but yeah, probably say uh, twenty feet by ten feet, just yeah, more or less. Um, just a very small patch, just to, to get a, so she'll have a few fresh things, and she had some extra tomato plants. So we have a one of the one of the sides of our yard has an old fence that we've always talked about replacing. We never actually have between us and our neighbors, and she had just cleaned out the weeds and stuff like there, and she had extra plants. She just decided to plant all these extra tomatoes just down along that fence, just because she had, you know, rather than throw them out. The, the ground was already pretty clear, so put them there. And they went nuts. They went absolutely crazy. She had like 20 tomato plants down that fence. Maybe it wasn't that many, but it was pretty close. And we had tomatoes coming out our ears. It was, it was actually more like six plants we got all the tomatoes like from. Funny. I mean, like, yeah. gosh, it was just like, whoa. Apparently, some previous owner of the house had enriched that particular strip for flower planting because it loved it. This is uh, a style that's known as guerrilla gardening, where you don't do a whole lot of prep work. You stick something in the ground, hope for the best. And since you don't have much in it, there's not a whole lot of loss if stuff doesn't work. I've done the same thing at out at the uh, place where last year I planted my uh, raised bed gardens. I had multiple varieties of tomatoes in, so and I bought them in four packs because they're cheap that way. And I, hey, I've got some extra plants. There's no room in my traditional garden. I am taking care of my baby new trees out at the place. Might as well just stick these guys in the ground where I happen to have some space there, see what happens. So I stuck in a variety of plants that I just didn't have any place for in my standard garden. And some of them didn't do well, and some of them did beautifully. In fact, that's the only place I successfully grew squashes last year, because apparently the squash bugs have never lived out at the place, my little gorilla garden squashes. And I got a bountiful harvest from that one plant I put out there. So it doesn't necessarily take a lot of time and work investment either. You can give something a try for cheap and easy, and if it doesn't work, you've lost nothing. If it wins, lots of fresh food for free. Almost free. Where, But you stick it in the ground and see how it works. A lot of it will fail, but some of it will do beautifully. Squash bugs have never met the place. They didn't know where the place was. They couldn't find my squashes out at the place. And I did absolutely no treatment to them at all, except every now and then I'd be taking care of stuff over the summer. Oh, look, I've got a bunch of food. I'll pick the food. Very little time, very little effort. Good return. Gorilla gardening. Um, in the future, we're going to talk about several things, uh, including harvesting during the season. We're going to talk about dehydrating things, which we do. We're talking about freezing things, which we do. We're going to talk about canning things, which we do. Um, and when to do what and how to do that and how much is enough. Clearly, freezing is not a great idea for long-term emergency prep because if the power goes out, that kind of puts a bummer on the whole freezer thing. Yes. But a lot of these other methods are much better, don't require power, and are keep food very nice and tasty for two or three years. And when it's stuff you're growing yourself, by then you've been able to replace it. Yeah, Spice and I are not big fans of the freezing 
uh, aspect of preparedness. Uh, because frankly, you know, so many people who put a huge amount of effort into putting food into the freezer, thinking that they have a long-term solution in case they should have a major power outage for, for weeks, you know, I don't want to spend my time and my effort feeding a generator to keep the food frozen. I want any food that I have for an emergency situation to be uh, ready to go. Uh, in fact, I, I personally favor uh, using food that requires the least amount of preparation because if you're in a situation where uh, you've got a grid down situation and it may not be a permanent survival situation, but you don't want to waste all your energy cooking. And we're going to talk about, uh, okay, I'm, I'm splicing this in here because <laughs> I have four times I've messed this up now. So I'm going to try it again. I just noticed that Spice has posted her review of the Kelly Kettle Scout stainless steel cooker, which is what she uses when she's at the place to make hot food, hot drinks. Uh, great little review. It's on the 3BY Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You website. So go check that out. So it's a great review. Got some pictures on it. Uh, we're probably actually going to do more in a podcast about that, uh, of a way to cook it. So uh, it helps keep some of the, like, the dehydrated things and the, and the easy-to-cook food ready to go. Uh, so check that out on the website. And I think we're going to wrap this. You ready to wrap? Make it like Christmas. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Enjoy your day. Have a great day.